Here we go. Number two. What will we talk about later in the week when we regather? <laughs> Isn't that tomorrow night? <laughs> it's oh Wednesday. My God. Right. So this one is like right now it's the seventh. And this one okay. goes up the sixteenth. Okay. And I leave wait, this one I think goes up the No, you're right. The sixteenth. You're correct. You're correct. And then I perform the eighteenth, because I leave tomorrow for Hanoi. Oh, on this podcast. On this podcast. Okay. It'll be... Have a, have a great trip. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Follow my Instagram. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think that AT&T might have the same plan that they have for Canada, where it's 10 bucks a day. You can treat your phone like you're still at home. Oh, that's great. Should I be on Instagram? Yeah. You should definitely be hiding from Facebook on Instagram. Really? It'll automatically post to your Facebook? No, you have to connect it, right? I, I wouldn't the, want... Instagram is owned by Facebook. I know, but they, they can't still automatically post your Instagram without your permission. No, no, but it the, it's an auto-tick. So you wouldn't have to go on Facebook is what I'm saying. I hardly ever go on Facebook. Right. And I'm so can, angry at you, Facebook. Facebook's the worst. They gave it. They're part of the reason we're in this situation. Right. The situ- and the situation... We're talking about life. America. And the Americans, <laughs> the American mistake. I, okay, I've been digitizing VHS tapes. Yeah. And I realized the sound was off on some of, some of them. Oh, that's because right. You I had to sync. Yeah. So I, what, I, what I would have to do. So I've been long. What's made it awful is I thought I was done. And then I was like, oh, no, I have to check every single one of these. And I hadn't labeled any of the tapes the same oh. name as, like, I, they. Sh- some of them just say, Kill Martin, 94. So it mm-hmm. could be one of 13 sets. And so uh, I'm just going through each one again to to watch it and then find that set that I digitized and listen to it and make sure it, it, the sound is synced okay. Oh. It's, it's endless. It's, <laughs> it's so tedious. It sounds excruciating. Yes. Mm. Uh, so I'm, like, uh, two-thirds done with that then. Right. Um, and then I'll have all these things saved as move files, which are huge. And then I'm going to, I guess, you know, condense them and hopefully in the next couple of years, like do stuff with them, you know, kind of fun stuff. Yeah. You know, just like you, a, could, you could build a documentary like, of the of uh, I like the idea. You had that idea where you followed a bit. Yeah. Menstruation, kids, dick joke closers. Right. Nonstop dick joke closers. <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was endless. You um, were on fire. I was a road comic, man. You were a road comic. <laughs> but I know. Uh, what a pain in the ass VHS is. Thank God we tran. It didn't really transition to like 2009. That's when everyone started putting stuff on DVDs. You know, but I have so many comic strip sets because you just go there, you throw your VHS tape in, and then you and yep. you you did it yourself. You, you don't have to go through the club at all, right? So it's so easy. Uh, there's so many of them. It's just and I and I I found one like a, in 2000 when I had just moved there and I wasn't working a day job yet, and I was fucking thin, Jackie. <laughs> I had a waist, I had a flat stomach, and the and it was this guy named Pete Kluzman. Who do was, you want to do yourself from 2000? What's happening? Yes, because I won't make myself eat my own ass. That's a callback to last week's <laughs> podcast. To 10 minutes ago. Um, but, uh, uh, and by the way, their podcast is really good. It was just, I just realized, oh my God, I can't date. But, <laughs> but I liked listening to them talk about it. Sure. Um, but uh, so uh, 
and then I can sort of track my weight going up as I'm working oh, a day Jesus. job. Oh, right. And I'm you're sitting, sitting all day. Yeah. And then when I was writing for Tough Crowd and I was on Tough Crowd, there was like this role that had never been there in my, except for when I was actually fat after I quit swimming to, mm-hmm. you know, and I went on that bender, that food bender. But there was, I was like, man, it's, it, and I kept, cause I kept thinking, oh, this is my fucking kid's fault. But it, it happened. It all started to happen when I started doing a day job and just right. sitting yeah. and writing or doing HTML code or whatever it was. Before that, when I was just a road comic, I used to work out. I work out every day for sure, but sometimes twice a day. Right. I, would, I had nothing else to do. And I was only doing 30 minutes at night. What did I have right. to train? You know, I, I didn't have to be rested for anything. Right. And you were, of course, in your 20s. And so you No, this these- is in my 30s, too. Oh, yeah? Up to like, uh, when I, mo- I moved to New York when I was 36. Six, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, it was right. only like when again when I started sitting a lot. Yeah, that I started to gain weight that I haven't been able to lose. That I feel like it looks like middle age weight, but I was like it. It happened even before that. It was sitting weight. Right. Well, some know. people die when they're seventy. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> uh, I was going to tell you that. Um, so. You at the end of the last episode before the whole ass talk thing happened. Yes, I was talking about the romance novel uh, that I'm writing for Audible, and I, it's all on spec. Remember, right? But they're going to produce the whole thing, and then they said if they don't buy it, I can have the audio. Okay, because what and what they wanted was a first chapter, a sexy times chapter, an outline, and and then we would record it. And so I was sitting around with Bamford, and I said, hey, do, do you know any women British actors who can, uh, comic actors who can do a fancy British accent? And she, she you know, she does the voice of, uh, in Puss in Boots, a British accent. Maria does? Yeah. Oh. And so she pulls out this Margaret Smith accent. <laughs> uh, not Margaret Smith. Margaret Smith. Uh, Margaret Thatcher? Maggie Smith. It is Margaret oh, Smith. Oh, okay. But not oh. Margaret Smith, the comic. Maggie Smith, the where, actress. Where is Margaret Smith, the comic? Uh, I don't know. Did we try to find her once and we couldn't find her? I think we her? did. We couldn't find her. Oh, fuck this business. That lady was a great joke writer, She was man. an amazing joke writer. And uh, for and about as far as, as early ago as six years ago, she was up at the Ice House. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I would see her sometimes at the Ice House. Hmm. Six or seven years ago. I haven't anyway, seen her. So... <laughs> Maria starts doing this Maggie Smith thing and then morphs it into something less Maggie Smith and just more high highbrow. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this? And she goes, I, I'm on a cartoon, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, your career. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know a lot about it. All I know is about the stand-up part of it. <laughs> and uh, You don't know about all her voices. And I said, well, would you want to do it? And she said, yeah. Is it? Is it... Easy, like cause she likes voiceover because it's uh, it's very casual, uh-huh. and she said, "Yeah, I would just have to, um, you know, pay pay my rate and and be convenient." And so I emailed Audible with the script. Like I finally finished the. Sexy that's a great time. coup for Audible to have well, Maria Bamford reading there. Well, that's what I thought, and yeah. I thought, what nice timing, me with my weirdo uh, romance novel script uh, ideas, and uh, Maria's willing to do the 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 read or at least mm-hmm. this read and i said she just needs it to be convenient and she needs to be paid and they always pay everybody to my knowledge mm-hmm. but um uh they were like what yeah and they were very excited about it and then 
Dan Dion's such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy I'm working with over at Audible. Oh, cool. And, um, and he was like, well, we want to make sure that this is your, th- it's your thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's not how my ego goes. I always want to work with Maria Bamford. And it would be super fun. It would be fun if she read something I wrote. That would be neat. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, and, but it was very sweet of him to care. You know what it's, it's about my ego. Yes. Um, I think a lot of comics, like I didn't think I could write for a late night show because right. I was like, oh, that's someone I'm writing for someone else. Right. You know, and you can, you can actually <laughs> split your brain in right. half and do it. Right. It's no big deal. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And you can, yeah. but I, I, you know, I can understand like in the first 10 years, you're like, oh, you can barely figure out what you're going to say on stage. Much, yes. much less, oh, I'm, now I'm going to write for for Conan or Stephen Colbert or something like that. Right, it's right. like almost too much to think about. Right. You know? Yeah. But it's actually quite doable. <laughs> right. And the weird thing is, is like, because I was also thinking I have a radio play idea mm-hmm. that maybe for Audible, but it might be, I think he wants to finish this one and then yeah, do the sure. next one. And I don't blame him. But yeah. um, having written now the comic book and finally finishing the specs chapters on this thing yeah it made it more real it made it oh i can do this oh yeah right yeah it's not because you always feel like it's impossible yeah until um somebody has like there was a deadline yeah (laughs) it was like right 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 hey i need this i'm having a meeting uh uh on tuesday with this guy and i was like okay so i sent it to him monday and then Tuesday midday is like, did you send it to me? And I sent it to the wrong. I sent it to his audible address and it wasn't working for some reason. Okay. But, uh, um, I, uh, yeah, I, you know how you read everything out loud mm-hmm. and, uh, just to hear, cause it, I, and so I read out loud the sexy times chapter to Andy. Yeah. And I also let him read it cause he has better grammar skills than I do. Yeah. I was like, I need someone who knows where to put the commas in between cock stand and <laughs> vagina puss or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and, um, do you guys spell it comma C U M M A? Come on folks. Let's do a short podcast. That was a good one. Let's get out on that. And dropping and leaving, <laughs> walking out, rolling out underneath the garage door. <laughs> Into children. <laughs> Hopefully the children. It's getting dark, you guys. You should go hide inside. Go to bed, kids. good children. My mm-hmm. son's with his dad tonight, so. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's, um, is he, has he got school tomorrow? What, he does. His dad will take him to school. What am I, the police? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a truant officer? None of my business. Um, so, I did Greg Barrent and Amira Barrent, mm-hmm. um, I did their podcast the day before yesterday, and I know we were talking last time about Amira, or I think I was, and it was... We were talking before the podcast. Before the podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've known and Amira... And then I said, shut up, we have to talk for two hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we sat next to each other in a weird silence. Right. Because Ky- Kyle, Kyle was a little bit late, <laughs> and so we were just hearing a very... Jackie stiff- would open her mouth, I don't want to fucking hear it! <laughs> uh, well, here's the weird thing, is uh, Amira... Uh, you know, her and Greg have also designed clothes. Really? Yeah, they, they're they clothes horses. They love fashion and stuff like that. So for a while they were designing clothes. Mm. And so when Greg was just talking about doing it, it was before the book came out, the Sex and the City book. Um, uh, wait, no, uh, he's not. He's just not it, that well, into It just you? came out of that joke, though. Yeah. 
It, right, it right, came right. out. The joke was in Sex and the City. Yeah. He wrote the book about the thing. He was on Oprah. Yes. It weirdly derailed his stand-up career. I know. That's so strange. <laughs> it's such a strange. Yes. Uh, it's, it, I, I think it's, it all worked out. He uh, He's regrouped. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I it, I think the fans came to a show for, of the book and were shocked by a show. Right. Because it just turns out he's just a comic. Yeah. And it's also like the Bob Saget situation where he's the dad on Full House yeah. and then he's filthy on stage. But right. I, I think people were able to handle that a little bit more. I think women really wanted love advice. I don't even think it was like, oh, it's not the kind of stand-up I thought. I think they actually wanted av- advice on their boyfriends at a comedy club. Right. <laughs> Right. Oh my God! Nightmare. Right, nightmarish. And so, but I, Amira took me shopping one time to help me pick out clothes for to dress on stage. Oh, yeah. Is she gonna do that again for? No, what, was that a while ago? Yeah, I think it was in like two thousand and one. Oh yeah, you got to update your shit. I still have those cargo shorts that she picked for me. What? Oh, I see why that business didn't take off. They were really cool cargo shorts. They were from um, uh, Armani Express. No, they were. Were they Armani Express or were they? um, Okay, it was early two thousand. It was the cargo shorts. Maybe pre nine eleven, right? You said two thousand one. Yeah, right. Yes, back then it was a simpler time. (laughs) (laughs) People wanted to carry things. Not you know, fanny packs are back. Do you see that? I love a fa- fanny pack. Do you? Get, yeah, that's I when uh, when my but kid you and I went to Luxembourg three years ago. No, when we went to Luxembourg, we were totally all over a fanny packs, or they were all over us. Yes, that's where I kept my passport. Same with him, kept it to our, nailed to our bodies. There so was a could, time when fanny packs were very not cool. Oh, and now I know. They're cool again. Yeah, I it's mean, weird. Because I'd never found a fanny pack cool. I found it useful. Useful. Yes. Um, and but last night I think it was I think it was Sashira Sashira mm-hmm. yeah uh, was wearing one mm-hmm. and um, on stage yeah and that's what the she had she was being heckled and one of the things that the guys yelled at her was uh, nice fanny pack and she said the weird thing about that heckle is I want to say thank you because this is and because uh, <laughs> because they, like they nice were also one. like. Where'd you get that fanny pack? And she goes, I actually want to tell you. It's a Kate, it's a Kate Spade. And, uh, Kate Spade's doing fanny packs? Yeah, that's how. Oh, that, if only she was here for it. That's when I, uh, that's when I, oh, that's right. She died. Um, oh my God. Did she I die? thought I was cold. Man, you are ice. Well, um, Kate and I don't go back that far. First of all, I didn't know that, uh, that, Fanny packs were back until I saw her wearing a Kate Spade fanny pack. Well, Kate Spade has nothing to do. I mean, she, uh, she sold her company, so she would, she herself would probably be shocked to see her name on a fanny pack. <laughs> Maybe, except for that, I think they are cool now. Yeah, I think a good looking, sure, anything, anything was, attractive was, is is good, Jackie. I think uh, we're in Los Angeles. I think you, we know that. Sashir was attractive. The fanny pack took from it. Okay. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> she seemed like good looking people. Yeah. The fanny pack was her, I think, dumbing it down a little bit. Hey, don't be so wowed by my looks. Oh. I'm going to wear this fanny pack. I see. I no, see. I don't know that that was it at all. I have no idea. Uh, all I know is that Amira is not. I, I kind of want Amira to take me shopping again. 
Yeah, I want to hire a stylist. I don't know who to hire, and you aren't available. So I um... no. I <laughs> wait. Can I take you? I bought a new shirt in Ottawa uh, because they misplaced my luggage uh, for a day, and so I had to go to the Walmart, and I bought an Ottawa hockey shirt and a uh, a flannel shirt. You cannot take me shopping. Don't you want an Ottawa? Don't you want to? Did we talk about Louis being back? Again, no, he showed is, up again. Wait, when is it not going to be a surprise? I know. Here's but what here's, I do want to know: Are they paying him? Uh, no, it was a, it spots? was a drop in again. I, I I have no idea. I don't. Do think, they pay for drop ins? Uh, not that I remember. Okay. Um, because they budget out the show for the comics that are on the show, yeah. but um, the seller now has a policy: if you were upset by any content of yeah. an unplanned guest, you they will refund your your uh, cover charge, although you paid, still probably bought drinks and food and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, <laughs> you I th- can't give them back the food and drinks. It that sounds like them. they're ready for more drop-ins by Louie. Yeah. And possibly uh, Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly Brett Kavanaugh. Maybe uh, he's going to yes. start doing stand-up. But, um, you um, know, I, I, you know, it's, uh, there's so many funny comics in New York City. It's, yeah. It just seems like, I, I know a drop in's a different situation, but I don't know. There's do so many funny still people that need stage out time. And make people watch him, or do you think, think he's just paying people I think, to watch him? Which I, I think would be the I way have no it should idea. be done. And I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what it's like to all of a sudden be like housebound, you know, where you can't leave the house because people are like. Does that change your libido on what you're into? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. It's it's. I, well, I guess I guess you know it's uh, did Kimmel there's America something about it or yeah I mean was he, it an unfortunate saying of something he, uh, he kind of was asked about it and then he started talking about women in comedy and, <laughs> oh man I know no it's like the Norm Macdonald thing all over again because I like Kimmel you know what do it this is you need a lawyer to go asked and answered right there I I think a duck's being killed across the street. Did you hear a, a It quacking? sounded like a duck. I thought it was your mom again. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, you reading about Democrats? What's going on? If you're mm-hmm. a dude being asked about comedy, you re- really just answer the question, then stop talking. Don't, right. don't uh, ruminate and explore other parts of your brain in front of a reporter. That's right. not the time to riff and That's try out the, a well, point of view. And the thing is, is, as comics, we always answer. Like, I, I, this is genuinely, I've done so many podcasts yeah that i have expressed all kinds of opinions that will yes. probably bite me in the ass totally. or will have will bore people to tears yeah i literally i was boring myself at one point i was like ugh, not this again well, you know like i i when i i just watched sometimes i watch my sets that i'm digitizing and yeah. and i was also um just i got rid of some reviews from edinburgh that oh. i had saved the newspapers and stuff like sure. that and uh i was like how yeah. were they um there was somebody slammed me for a joke and at the time i was very upset yes and then i read the joke i'm like Really? Yeah, that, they were a hundred percent right. <laughs> right, and I was dumb. Yeah, you know. And I think, uh, I think, bef- let's say there, like, what we know, what we white people know about America, some of us, <clears throat> including myself, didn't really know before Trump. <coughs> excuse me, was elected. 
How about before the iPhone camera? That's what that's when I dated. Right, right. Because the thing is, is you know, I do that bit about how I always thought that I was. I've always been a bleeding heart liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicaragua. Anyway, the Nicaragua joke, and then um, yeah, yeah, and I thought I got racism. Yes, me too. Right, right. Because I was always this huge liberal. Right, and um, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. because. I was like, yeah, man, it's that sucks. That's not right. It, it, you know, and and of course, the definition of racism when we were kids was was like Sesame Street level definition of racism, where if you hate people of another color, you are a racist. Yeah. Uh, they didn't also say if you uh, watch someone having a barbecue extra close. And make right. them and and wonder and, if it's and demand legal. to know why they're there. Right, and, yeah. you might be a race. You are yes. also a racist. Yeah. I mean, there's so many layers to it. Yeah, that and every every curtain that is revealed, like with that last episode we were talking about, mm-hmm. every curtain that is revealed, I'm like, I can have an epiphany that I was a racist. Yeah. I don't need to find the nearest black or brown friend of mine and alert them that I've had an epiphany about racism. So g- the gentlemen who want to tell me that they've had an epiphany <laughs> about sexism, right? Also unnecessary. Yeah. But but I but we were talking about Louis and 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 or Kimmel, right? Oh, okay. just answering so, every question, right? Um, yeah, I mean. And the thing is, like, it's like if it if it was somebody else, you know, their criticism might be a little louder. But he's also he books a comedy club now. He has a comedy club in Las Vegas. Oh, so we comics don't want to be like, dude, is he booking a comedy club in Las Vegas? He's about to open a comedy club. And but didn't the seller just close their comedy club in Las Vegas? Well, I don't know. Everyone thinks they can do. I think he's actually fr- from Las Vegas. Oh, so. is Kimmel from yes, Vegas? Yes, yes, yeah. He was. Oh, born no wonder there. he wants to. Open yeah, a it, there. it makes a little more. Sense. So then he could visit his family. Sure, yeah, friends. Yeah, otherwise he can't afford it. It's, right, poor it's thing. such an expensive flight. It's a hundred bucks uh, round trip. <laughs> but um, so you know, I don't know. It's uh, and then I on our little thread, people. Do you were, know who's booking it? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't know if it's built yet. But I. But people were like upset on our thread, and I was just like, you know. Uh, you might be submitting a writing packet there one day. So I understand your frustration, but you might not want to go hell, for, you know, just uh, balls, balls to the out. wall on Twitter about yeah. it. You can just, you can sit this one out <laughs> or you subtweet or you just make a generic statement that people who know what you're talking about go, yeah, exactly. Do you want to subtweet uh, in this podcast, which of course means it won't be a tweet, but do you want to do just sort of, um, because I asked people to send me the lineups of their local comedy oh my clubs God, for the that next was three months. Really depressing. It's been super depressing because I've gotten six emails yeah. from, and some of them are multiple towns in multiple clubs in their towns. Yeah, all in the next three months: October, November, December. That's twelve weeks of stand-up comedy. One club had two women headliners. Oh my god! The rest of them had either none or one. That's just and so they were all bad. super famous women comics who could totally fill the room. Right, right, right. So the bar is different, obviously, and we've established that. Right? Is like is like you have to be a woman who can fill the room for sure the whole weekend to be booked as a headliner. But if you're a regular walking around funny male comic, 
Yeah. You can get booked and they'll fill the room and or they'll it'll comp be half, it or they'll group and they'll on half it fill or it or whatever. Right, right. And they'll bring you back every year so that you can build a following. Or because you're cheap. I don't know that they care if you build a following. I well, don't know if clubs invest that much in, in a comic, but I do I think, think they, they do. Like yeah, I, but I, I mean, because then if you like, build enough of a following, you don't want to work the club anymore. You'll just do a theater date. Well, but not, I mean, not that level of, like, before you do that, because they're also grooming new white male comics. Yes. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, white male comics want to perform just as much as anybody else do. And they're right? very funny. Yes. But many of the, them. Not, but the Booker. This is on the Booker's completely. It's completely. not on any comic who wants stage time or wants work. That's no. totally one hundred percent natural and normal. And you should sneak grab every spot you can. Yeah, you know. Um, but that's just a a booking failure, and it's weird. I don't think they see it. Like I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to somebody who commented on my Louis that that article I did for the New York Times yeah. about how, you know, how women in the audience love it when there's a female comic and how necessary it is and he's like oh <laughs> i was like what you just yeah. realized that yeah. and you just realized that all male lineups or one woman every so often wasn't enough and oh, it was, it was and even it, showcase nights here i couldn't even get mad because he was complimentary like you'll get mad for opening up my time. eyes like yeah. oh, dude what <laughs> right. oh my god Right. It's like it's the it's the fourth time in a week if it happens. Then you start getting mad and you're just like, I'm sorry, you're getting the rage of the previous three white guys yeah. who just also had the same revelation. I don't know how to fix these clubs though. I mean, you if we if we complain about them publicly, you and I will never get to work them. I know right. It. And I'm already not working. I know. You're, I've we, already shot myself in the foot once. And right. It's a dis- but here's... here's Maybe the, if you're like Kathy Griffin, at your level where you're not working clubs anymore, you could do that. Yeah. Then who knows if that'll work or if that'll help. Like, I don't know how to genuinely go up to... Maybe we could get Ari Shafir to write a letter. <laughs> because he wrote he wrote this very polite letter to yeah. the to the JFL people yeah. about new faces about paying them and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and and it worked. He mm-hmm. said, yeah. But I mean, next year isn't here yet. But hopefully, it worked. Sure. And, and they yeah. liked that it was uh, that it was a polite letter, and they liked. You know, they want they just. I mean, the thing is about about club owners is they want us to eat crow. But they also are those men who don't see it without also, someone pointing it out. Yeah, and I'm also not used to looking at, at club owners as people I can have conversations with. Like, I just want to get paid and get the fuck out, right? So to actually sit down and be like, hey, I have this thought, and there's a bunch of us that have this thought, and we've noticed this. And, um, you know, especially to someone whose club's already doing fine, like, they don't they don't want to be a hero and they don't want to be a feminist and they don't want to fix anything. They just want to keep making money every single month. Right. right? And, th- and they think that they're booking good yeah, comics. They think if they have and- one female MC for the month, that's okay. And that's great. That is good. But you, you need to have female features and female headliners. You need to pepper there- every show with female voices. You really do. Right. And there are, I will say this is of all those clubs, there were more black men. Black, uh, like uh, people of color, men. Yeah, that's and, good. Which is means that they're seeing something or hearing something. Yeah, they're just not hearing the thing, you know. But but how they view men, whether they are white or black, is different than how they view any sort of one, yeah. female comic. You know, right? And like that, the club out in there was some southern club that somebody sent me. Yeah, and it was all it was almost entirely black men and two women. 
for the next, and that went to the end of January. Oh, was that, was that, uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, that club. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it's, but I want to work that club very, too. That is, that's a super Southern room where most of the acts Southern. No, well, they were, so, there were a couple of white acts, but they were like kind of shouty wiggly dudes. Yeah. And wiggly white guys that uh, yeah that they racistly think that black audiences really need to see, <laughs> and it's such a pain in my ass because I don't necessarily want to play black rooms or white rooms. I want to play all the rooms. Yeah, I would like to go to your weird town. I don't know what town. What I don't want to go to. Right. Right. I mean. Indianapolis <laughs> is fine, but the last time I did it was this crazy room that only had those four audience members for those four shows. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, I don't but know they, how to... the check cleared. I don't know. Oh, yes, that's good. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what to do. You know, it's... It, right, to, it, make, to make club owners listen. Right. I mean, because first of all, we're club just bookers. trying to get work ourselves much. You know, it's like, oh, now I got to get other female headliners work. Give me, <laughs> right. I, I'm trying to book shit. <laughs> you know, we're so self-interested and we're just only looking at our own calendars that it's hard. It's hard for us to it's to be- come to go. Let's expand this and do more. You know, right. al- although I don't know. Is it hard? I'm not sure. Is It's just well, it, it, we're not used to thinking beyond our own calendars, you know? Well, and I don't know. Like f- financially, I don't know that I can I can make a stand. Right, exactly. And I don't I don't want that to be a truth. I'm not happy that I just said that, but it's a truth. But I know. But so I have to say it. If you annoy this club owner, or or if you just say this and they feel like it's annoying, are they going to see your name and go, "Oh, she's browbeats she's, me about my calendar." Nah, fuck that. Yeah, you know. Why don't I book a different woman? And will I be pleased? Well, I will be less employed <laughs> is what I'll be. Yeah, exactly. So it's well, very- they can feel if they're doing female slots, like, all right, I got to do three a year. They can fill it with somebody who doesn't bring up the fact that there's only three a year. Yeah. You know, and you can't afford to lose clubs for that reason. Right. Know? Right. Maria brought it up uh, all the t- we just did Buffalo and yeah. she brought it up all weekend. <laughs> she can afford it, which is and awesome. She can afford it. Yes. And for as long as she can afford it, I mean, she yeah. might be in a car yeah. 10 years from now as right. well, looking for sets, looking for coffee shops and someone to listen to her. <laughs> I don't know if she's You'd, doing. Well, she, she seems to have many different potential revenue streams. Right. I don't know. There was something. Wait. Hey, where are we at? We're at 30. Let's do it. I'm uh, exhausted, but this is going by faster than I thought it would. It's Robin. Tr- oh, my oh, Lord. Wait. What's going on? Hi, Mom. Back. You're I could have let her fall down the steps, and I didn't, so I'd like credit for that. All right. We're going to... I'm, I'm going to get you a balloon. <laughs> In other news, uh, Comic of the Week. Yay. Robin Tran. Yes. Robin Tran. Uh, very funny. And she, her Twitter handle is RobinTran04. Is there an underscore or it's just 04? Okay. Um, who puts two numbers at the end of their Twitter name? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so we saw her at, um, well, I saw her. You weren't there. I you weren't there, there yet. yet at the at Eileen Yang's um, Northridge gig. And she was really funny. Uh, yeah. And she's uh, transgender. Mm-hmm. And she has a funny joke about her last name being Tran. 
So there and she go. has some other funny stuff too. But I was like, that's, I was, that's yeah, great. I was watching uh, some videos when you suggested her, and yeah, because uh, I I had missed her set, yeah, and uh, that's good comedy right there, yeah. That's uh, there you go. And Kyle knew her uh, back in the uh, OC days. In the OC days, and so you've watched her come up from a baby comic uh, to now, and into a into a murderer. So <laughs> bring it, yay! So Robin Tran, you guys, so. Speaking of the South, mm-hmm. Jared Logan is doing a run. Him and Kara. Oh, yeah. Kara, okay. Clank. I don't know why I, I continue to say Kara. It's Kara. Anyway, you know what? Yeah. Uh, it's tricky. It's there's, <laughs> there's. <laughs> and, it's, and you know what else? It's my fifth hour of, of podcasting, so everything's tricky. Tara, I barely... Tara. I mean, the whole, the whole genre. Mara, Mara, Mara. Any any auras you don't know you have to go to them specifically and then you'll probably forget and say it wrong and then you'll wonder every single time what Uh, Subda you know Subda yes Uh, so I was like is it she works on Jim Jeffrey's show yeah she works on and she I don't think she's been a comic of the week yes she has oh has she yeah okay Uh, but she um, and she had a great set last night over at the Ruby next to where old meltdown was oh oh and, uh, wait what what's what's the venue it's called the ruby it's called the ruby and it's just a little black box that they we're, put back there well uh, in the back of, of remember where, where the where uh there was a like a studio it was like, the school. It was like where the oh, school was yeah there that's now a theater oh so i guess they're not gonna ra- raise it and and put up condos so meltdown just wanted out there you go well, live your lives, Francisco. Oh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, I mean, so, what, what did they? What's going in where Meltdown is? Well, there's already like nine businesses in there. Like, oh, they chopped already, it up. Yeah, they just chopped it up into a bunch of stuff, and it's like there's a a, a private eye kind of a internet private eye business, and I it's hate very weird. going seeing an old venue when it's turned into something else. Foo Bars, the one of the first clubs I ever went up. It, it was a Chinese restaurant. It turned into a Chinese restaurant, and then it turned into an evangelical church. <laughs> oh, it hurt to I drive by. I wonder if by. there was a fortune cookie that told us that. <laughs> uh, I'm here all week, you guys. Oh I'm my God. so tired. I was in one, in one of my sets. I was uh, digitizing. I was working with Brian Regan that week. What Cobbs? Yeah, it was. This is like when he was doing. I think it was in '94. He was doing something called the Idiot and the Oddity, where he would do two completely different hours every other show like uh, let's say tuesday thursday and sunday no because he would have to do the weekend tuesday thursday saturday were the idiot and wednesday friday and sunday were the oddity and he would do just com- comedy that He's fit into such that such a fucking genius this is 94 and in 94 yeah and he wasn't he, like he would pack the room but he wasn't famous but people knew him and people just come back to the next night show because it would be they would yeah. know it would be completely different material yeah. god he was he was so good even back then i'm working with him in november tell him i remember those shows i'm totally they were gonna, really fun it's it's always a nice he loves a he loves an old he loves an old road story because <laughs> he likes to sit on the bus and just sort of reminisce about um crazy comics yeah it's kind of awesome it's not even kind of, because uh, he knew everyone because he came up in Florida and then he worked through all through the eighties and nineties. Flor- and Florida brought us a lot of crazy comics. I used to think that no one was funny from Chicago, from Florida, and then I met him and Tom Papa and Tom Rhodes. Oh, Tom Papa too. I believe Tom. Papa. Tom Rhodes and uh, Todd Berry as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Todd Wait, Berry and went there's to someone University else new who's from 
from there that is funny. Okay, but I was going to tell you that Jared Logan is doing, him and and Kara Clank are doing... uh, How (laughs) gently you (laughs) tiptoed. How gently I'm available to fuck up her name. I just saw her last night. Uh, She did the weird uh, late breakfast show. I think it's a regional thing. Some people say like Lowry to me. (laughs) um, But she's from... She's from Long Island. It's Kara. It's Kara. It's, it's Kara. It's yes. Kara Clank. Anyway, but they're they're doing one of those tours where um, they both get to do time and and have small venues. Dude, why aren't we doing Saturdays places? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we'll got to do, do a it. podcast and then we'll Jackie, do a show. Or do a show and then a podcast and talk about the show we just did. It'll yeah, be the most inside podcast ever. That's what I, I, I would rather do it in that order. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather do the set and then the pod. Yes. But um, so just email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. Give me an idea of a venue. I will talk to the venue and fucking figure it out. And then maybe Kyle can open for us. <laughs> and Kyle's just nonchalantly playing with his hair. I see him over there just playing with his hair. He's like, hmm, Is what there about some- me? Aren't you going to need someone to do sound? <laughs> <laughs> Is there something like up the five we could do? You There's, know? Uh, what, Santa now Cruz? And- do you want to oh. do Santa Cruz? How- yeah, I mean, I'd love Santa Cruz. Because uh, well, I'm already booked there again. Remember, do I had we to have a following in Santa Cruz? Well, Jackie at Jackie Cation me uh, and tell me uh, if we do have a, uh, anybody willing to drive down from the Bay Area. I'm doing a show in Chico in December that I had totally forgotten about because the guy that booked it, um, he booked me on something. Is it else. a Saturday? Yeah, that immediately. Well, why don't we do that as well? No, you're, I'm not, giving, you're not part of this show. Well, what you're going to horn in on my Santa Cruz? I can't horn in on your Chica? Oh, you were trying to... <laughs> yeah. You were trying to connect... Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize... I thought you wanted it's a separate... It's just a Saturday. Okay. What day is it? it? It'll be a Saturday. Oh, any Saturday. No, no, it's... it's uh, I don't. I don't have the date offhand, but we can. What I'm saying is that if you've booked a weird one nighter already in a weird city, right? Maybe we can turn it into that. Oh, because um, that's what I think I've done in Santa Cruz. I don't think I can do that with this Chico okay. gig, but I think we should try to do that someplace around. Okay. Maybe something that's not too far to drive to. You know, before we try to. Do you want to go to Victorville? I've always wanted to go to Victorville. <laughs> Joshua Tree. <laughs> What? what? Let's. Might have an in it, <laughs> Kyle might have an in. Let's book gigs that cost us a thousand dollars to do. <laughs> well, that's what I'm. T- that's what I'm saying is I don't. That's I what the Patreon's rather... for. Out here like young comic. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is if we could fly to Baltimore, I want to. I want to do something fun. I would like to do that too. Yes, I want to go to a cool city and just have a Saturday fucking one Birmingham, show on Alabama a sa- wants us. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Jacksonville, Florida would loathe us except for the 200 people who came. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, there's 200 people in every town. How do you know Birmingham wants us? Because they already do. It's a cool scene. Oh, I know. We did, a, we did the festival there. Yeah. But, I mean, have they been emailing you? <laughs> How do you know they want accusation? us back? Oh. Uh, I just assume. Oh, okay. I am the golden retriever of stand-up comedy. <laughs> right. Who wouldn't want me to come back? You make three calls. And then you get you Boom. knock on their door. Mm-hmm. I've been knocking on your door. Um, Rachel Bloom, do you watch My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I don't watch anything. Cloak okay. and Dagger. It's That's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to. I want to see the rest of Cloak and Dagger. I'm on episode five. I resist anything that's comedy, of course. <laughs> All but right, she, but My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is supposed to be extraordinary. Yes, actually. and she's so fucking cool. Like before. 
um, anyone said anything about Les Moonves after like a couple more um, allegations came out. She's like, this guy's got to go. And she's on his network. <laughs> and he's a big proponent of her show. Mm-hmm. And before he was let go, she took a stand and said, this is unacceptable, which is fucking brave. Like ours. It- right. It would be like me or you like it would be like us standing up to the bookers. Except which for, we just re- uh, which let we you know we are too did. cowardly exactly. to do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but least if recognize... we start working these Saturdays, we won't have to worry yes, about it. Yes, let's recognize the bravery of people who aren't cowards yes, like we are. Exactly. That's, that's what we can do. That's what we can do. <laughs> or at least um, today. That's what so we can do today. She was, I guess, um, uh, um, American, wait, Seth MacFarlane show. Uh, American Dad? No. Sure. Family Guy, sorry. Okay. okay. Family Guy made a joke about her, or about her show, and it kind of was like, uh, it was, you know, it's a, f- a show for women or whatever like that. And she had also, did you listen to her WTF with Marin? It's really good. Because she, he describes her show, Crazy mm-hmm. Ex-Girlfriend, as a, um, is it on, is it on the CW? Yeah. Okay. Um, which is owned by CBS. Right. Um, so he described it as a guilty pleasure. And she said, I take issue with that because it, it, a lot of people take a woman's art and, and a lot of men will go, well, you know, it's not the primary thing I'm going to watch, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll watch I it, like if, I, it. I, if I'm alone or if I run out of things to watch, I'll watch a woman. I'll listen to a female standup. I'll listen to female podcast. If yeah. I run out of things, if I listen to all the dailies and all the WTS, I'll listen to Jackie and Lori. Yeah. Like, like we're second class. Like we're, we're, yeah. as she said, we're the side dish, not the. Oh yeah. Anyway. So it was just really, it, but she, it was a very, a, a briefer response, but she had kind of said to about the family guy like i think that they were just sort of you know making that joke about how uh, we i must be a woman only show oh, right you know right just an easy it's just an easy shot yeah the thing about the family guy is that mm-hmm. it's full of easy shots yeah family guy is almost impossible for me to watch uh the simpsons has watched been, in a while the simpsons is, i haven't been able to watch the simpsons in a while mostly i mean it's Mostly I'm busy watching Cloak and Dagger. I mean, I, yeah. it's just whatever. You've, I mean, you've taken a stand. We I'm, get taking, I don't, I'm not watching anything. So don't <laughs> feel bad that I'm not watching your weirdo show. But you, I mean, you know, what's really great is Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Oh, my God. My son loves it. He got me into it. It's so funny. Yeah. Here. It's wonderful. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I hear it's really good. I hear it's wonderful. I hear it's crazy ex-girlfriend. I would love to watch that, actually. I would, too. It's yeah. uh, If season one's on Netflix, I'll... I have a list. There's something called Black Earth Rising I want to watch that was on BBC Two yeah. that I think is on Netflix and people are saying is really good. Do you watch uh, Insecure? Nope. It's, What's that? It's um, <laughs> it's a Ray. It's um, it's if you're on Twitter on Sunday night up, up until tonight, mm-hmm. or, yeah, because it, the season um, finale was last week. If you if the what's trending is either football player or it's an insecure reference. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you see Molly yeah. and Lawrence and Nathan and Issa for no reason, you're like, who's that? That's it's their insecure. characters yeah. on insecure. Um, what's insecure about? It's um, Issa Rae is she wasn't a stand up. She was a comedic actor. I don't know what her background is, but she okay. had a, a web series called um, uh, the the adventures of an awkward black girl, I think something like, Oh that. yeah. Yeah. 
And it was really seen, well I've done. I've seen one of those. Like, it wasn't like <laughs> she did it on an iPhone. Like, yeah. it was professionally done. Yeah. And so that led to this. And mm-hmm. it's about her and two other, uh, well, four women. Amanda Seals is one of them. Oh, wow. She's on it. And, um, uh, you know, uh, black women in Los Angeles, young women, oh, okay. you know, kind of going about their lives. You know, Amanda Seals' character. Hour long Tiffany's, or half hour? pregnant married it's a half hour okay so and it's really funny and it's good and it's interesting and there and there it's shot beautifully like and i read an uh interview with a cinematographer who's like every time people shoot you know they shoot black actors they don't light them properly right and the lighting on this sh- just watch for the lighting you're like oh, you know why? it's gorgeous they because look white people gorgeous. are human neutral and so all lighting people light for white folks. Right, right, right. Yeah. And which is why, and I allow me to go back to Marvel, uh, Black Panther yeah. <laughs> was shot. So that's why Black Panther is so gorgeous. Yeah. Is because it was, they took into account uh, skin tone and they shot for what, it was and great. the people that do are good at it. I'm sure every yeah. lighting director thinks they have taken into account, but you don't make black people look like the way Issa like, makes them look. It's like in, in Shitty Mom. Yeah. When you talk about adopting a, uh, a child of color, yeah, go find a hairdresser. <laughs> Remember that joke? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. A great joke. And That's ro- a great joke. And uh, and uh, watch uh, Chris Rock's. Uh, oh, good hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that yes. movie. That movie was hilarious. Um, yeah. By the way, yeah. I felt comfortable giving that advice because one of the non-authors who's listed as the author, yeah. had adopted a child of another race. Oh, so okay. I was like, all right. I, because of Let's her cover experience, it. I will. And yeah. the thing is, you're right. I mean, the thing is, is, is and and much like we, I, I swear to God, we're all fucking baby birds. <laughs> we have to be taught, told yeah. in simple terms. That's what we're doing with men. That's what needs to be done with white folk. I right? know. So I we're mean, doing it. We can also receive it. Do you, so, if you imagine how I'm much really, you, you and I get angry at guys that we think are are smarter than that and they're not mm. you know imagine that must be happening all the time with i don't have to people imagine with us my just friend going- ebony was like just like she literally said to me jesus is this the first time you've been disappointed <laughs> and i was yeah, like right oh fuck and right. so every time i have lunch with her and hang out with her now she's just like she's it it kind of opened up a, a, a gate of she was like all right you're willing to hear my experience Mm. Which is, you know, the best men in my life yeah. are willing to hear my experience. So I'm, I do not deserve a parade uh, because I never thought that I wasn't willing to hear my friends my, who are people of color, their experience. But I clearly was not. I was not open to it or available enough to yeah. to open the floodgate. But, but, but also I think like... And to just fucking listen. Yeah, I mean, like, we've heard this stuff before, but we, I think we wanted more proof than someone saying it happened, you know, because we, when we encounter cops, we don't have that experience. It's like hard to imagine. Yeah. We, I've Believe never, when I, people all those, all Believe. those videos, I, I literally flabbergasted on every single one of how the cops are acting because that's never been my experience. And yeah, it was one fucking reveal after another yeah. until it just, I get sick because it's right. sickening. Right. <laughs> so, um, guess what? I'm human. Uh, and then, and, and, and then I, I think, 
you know, like if you if you listen to it, you're like, yeah, that sounds awful, but you can't really visualize it, mm-hmm. you know, until you until it's until it's hitting a, camera, yeah, over and over and over again. But so you're, you know, we're allowed to kind of live our our lives that are a lot easier and think things are okay, and which we, is what men folk are doing in the big reveal to them. Sure, and and we know a ton of of. Uh, black comics that are very funny and they talk about that stuff on stage and, and it's like all right hey you made comedy out of it great you know <laughs> it's like yeah. but it's honestly the the election of donald trump was when i i was like oh my like i really didn't know how bad so many white people were and i and well, me that's... not knowing is also a bad thing too is right. a deliberate ignorance on my part. Right. And it didn't feel like deliberate ignorance. It just felt like ignorance. And, but the fact that you're willing to, I mean, the, and I, and I am willing to say that this was, this, from outside, it could look like willful ignorance. Because that's what it can look like with sure. men. I'm sure it looks yeah. like that. And, and I look at it and think, am I being willfully ignorant or have I always been? And, and because of the comics, the black comics that have made it funny and live their lives and are happy on purpose, you know, they make, they make their happy lives full of love in spite of all of this horror. Mm-hmm. I told myself it couldn't be that bad. Listen, that goes back to Hannah Gadsby, who is saying, you know, she made this joke about a, an attack and the joke right. wasn't true, but it made you feel like, ah, oh, she told that guy off and everything's okay. And it wasn't okay. Nope. And it goes back to that thing of just because a comic can wrestle with something and come up with a punchline doesn't mean the problem solved. If they're what, whatever they're talking about is solved doesn't mean, doesn't mean just because the person was able to make a rape funny, mm-hmm. you know, like Wendy, what's her fucking last name? Wendy Starling has a yeah. great story. It's funny. That doesn't mean it's she's done with it and she's not still traumatized by it or right. any comic mm. that's taking something like that and making it funny. It, and it doesn't mean that other women should have to be able to do that or right. other black people should have to be able to joke about constantly being pulled over. Yeah. You know, just because. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where the point. But, well, but, but what she was saying was that that comedy doesn't solve all that and and it's like yeah it's not supposed to but but we, if you look at us just as audience members what we've taken away from watching comics who quote solve the problem with the joke is like oh i guess it's not that bad and right. we're wrong we're wrong and but we should also, know better than anybody right and we don't we don't but and and the and i think but what do you think do you think that the comedy itself is of value by shining a light on it it's like, or do you think it's I don't just know. adding to it? Th- that's another thing. Like, w- when Damon, Matt Damon did uh, Kavanaugh, right? Yeah. That was great. It was funny. It was like, yeah, this guy's a fucking alcoholic demon. And yet, two days later, the the Republicans, Trump, decides to make fun of Christine Ford because they feel like, oh, we, we get to do our side, too. You know? So, and that's not exactly the thing you were pointing out, but I, 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 I comedy... You know, in that case, I actually think that sketch on SNL gave him permission to do what he wanted to do, which is make fun of her. Right. Is, was it worth it? No. He still got confirmed. Yep. And now she has 
All she and every woman who's been uh, assaulted Outed. has the president of the United States making fun of the things you don't remember because you're honestly telling the story. Right. Let's right. become dramatic actors. Comedy is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the light. Well, here's the weird thing. In 2000, so in my 2003, whatever, on, on the, one of my... My old closer was this thing about me going down to Venice Beach, mm-hmm. being set up on a, what I thought was a prank. And this guy, um, I was, got a massage, and all of a sudden his hand was inside me on the massage on Venice Beach. And I do a joke about it. It was my closer Whoa. for years. It's on the Bread album. And I do a joke about how... That's where I keep my vagina. Oh yeah, is what I said to the guy. <laughs> yes, yes, great and joke, great um, joke. it's a great joke. And I did not say that to the guy. I didn't say anything to the guy. Right. I also did not have an orgasm. Anyway, but uh, I but I tipped him. Dude, you're such a female. <laughs> oh yes. my god. <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, and so the thing is, is, wow. is I took that experience and I made it into a joke that people still quote. And people right. wanted that goddamn T-shirt. That's where I keep my vagina with an arrow going to the arrow going down. Right. And so I made buttons that I gave away, and some people still have those buttons. Um, but the um, but that's I mean that's a joke where I took something and I looked like I was the hero of that, where I triumphed. You know. Yeah. And I in real life I was not. Right. That that's guy got to molest example. me. And I didn't do anything about it except for give him an extra 10 bucks. Wow. And, you know, it was 18 years ago. Wow. But uh, I look back on that and I think, oh, that's exactly what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Fuck. Don't do that, you guys. Stand up for yourselves. What the fuck? Anyway, where are we, Kyle? Uh, we are at 53. 53. I... At- this this last week after the Kavanaugh thing, that's an amazing story. It's a weird one, right? Because it's, I mean... I think it's incredibly common. I think it's incredibly common, too. By the I, way, yeah. every time a comic has a great snappy comeback in their act, they didn't say it in real life. <laughs> Just so you guys all need to know that, right? You know we're fucking writers, and that's... We said... We say on stage what we wish we had said and we thought of in the car on the way home, just like you guys, except we had a stage to go to. Okay. So just know that no one ever says, no one's ever that funny in the moment, especially if there's trauma going on. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's hard to riff when someone is punching you in the face, even though Indiana Jones did it every time, every time. We're good if we're being heckled, but that's still a situation we're in control in. Yes. Yeah. So, and we're ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so my mom, I, I was talking about, cause after my stuff with my swim coach, my mom, you know, her, her, my dad's solution was to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. My dad went to mass more and prayed for me. He told mm. me he was doing oh, that. Oh, great. And my mom didn't do anything. And so I, so I said, you know, you guys were the grown ups. you know, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't right. understand my feelings. I didn't. I was so ashamed, and you guys weren't saying anything, and that made it a million times worse. And you, you're fucking supposed to shake some trees. I'm, I'm a mom now. I know what I would do if I, if I suspected something mm-hmm. like that, you mm-hmm. know. And you guys are supposed to do that. And the fact that you didn't, and a whole bunch of other grownups didn't, a lot mm-hmm. of parents knew or suspected, yeah. and they didn't do anything, allowed him to rape many more girls. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. 
So that was another conversation. <laughs> it's been a great conversation. It's been week. a horrible week. Exactly. It's like, God, there are people I didn't call on purpose. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I was afraid to talk to my dad this week just in case he was going to riff. Right. But he was in the hospital. Uh, I told you, I think. Yeah. That, yeah. And Andy's hilarious because my dad chose to go to the hospital. He could have taken just pills for an antibiotic, but he's like, no, you get to go to the VA. You pick off the menu. They bring you coffee. There's nice, good-looking Honestly, nurses. Honestly, it sounds like heaven. It's a nice spa week for him. <laughs> and uh, they let him out a couple of days ago, and he was like, well, tomorrow's hot dog day. It's the brewers are playing. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I was like, but I didn't want... I didn't want to talk to him just in case he was going to riff on it. But right. he's never been inappropriate with with... Me or Darla, I mean, to my knowledge, it's yeah. like he's he's always he's been a jackass, but he's been an adult jackass to other adults. That's that's well, it's something to be said. It's for. something to be proud of. Uh, we're not going to put it on his gravestone. That's not going to be. <laughs> that's not going to be. That the, might be one of the few redeeming qualities any of us have if we kept in the our, end just a jackass to other adults. Yeah. That's maybe, good. Maybe we should look at that as a good quality. But, I still were like, I was watching some, like, you know, some old stuff. And uh, there was a time when I moved to Harlem, you know, I, I had material being the white girl in the neighborhood. Right. And I'm mortified by it now. Right. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you are t- watching all of these sets. I just watch snippets and I go, oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> thank God I didn't get a half hour on uh, right. HBO. That would, would be, be on. It'd be there. You know, but my point of view was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm here. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> what is your reaction to me? You know, and those were all the jokes. And that is insufferable. Now I know that yes. I'm part of a, I was part of a gentrification Yep. And I still am because I still have my place up there. Yep. You know, and I'm, you know, part of some somebody's horror story mm-hmm. that I'm I'm my presence contributed to a neighborhood turning a different way, you know, yeah. and make becoming way more expensive for people that were living there, you know. Mm-hmm. But I my point of view was. I don't know. I mean, it's I guess I'm a comic. It's always going to be self-centered, but it was very white. Very like those old sets. I don't recommend watching them, you know, because you've been doing this and I did some cleaning. Mm -hmm. Um, Comic friend of ours came over, cleaned my house for six hours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She fucking it's it's gorgeous. Wow. The kitchen and the bathroom. And I had spent six hours on the living room not long ago. And I've decided I decided while she was doing that to go through this filing cabinet. And there are some probably the oldest digit like i've got some 2004 2006 yeah sets on dvd okay and i'm sure in a closet that when i open the door out i have to shove things back into it um that there's some vhs you gotta find the vhs tapes because the right. tape degrade it does degrade like i'm having there's some sets where i'm like this is never gonna sync up Grainy. properly Oh, they're fair enough. Yeah, and they're grainy. Oh shit, they're grainy. Yeah, they're grainy. I mean, that's the the highest quality that was available at the time. Right. Right, We're so used to HD. My God, from our Mm. fucking phones. Right. Why would HD be invented now when I have all these lines (laughs) on my face? (laughs) Wow. You asked the question of the ages. That is a good point. This is. you said that god hates us (laughs) how long have we been talking on this podcast 
59 minutes. Why don't you talk for 40 seconds while I Okay, I'm in uh, Los Angeles this weekend. I will be at Cleveland, uh, at Hilarities in Cleveland, the weekend after Thanksgiving. So if if you're nearby, please buy tickets. Let them know that female headliner Lori Kilmartin can pack a room. Is that it? You're yawning. I guess we're done. Yeah. Yeah.